Hey everyone, and welcome back to another week with the HLP. I just want to remind everyone that if you would like to enjoy Poseidon's Bounty 3 Shrimps Ahoy live with Griffin, Steve, and Chris on Saturday at 4 p.m., then make sure you are in our Patreon at the $10 and up tier, as well as in our Discord, so that you can experience that live. With that, I will welcome you into episode 243. Poor unfortunate saves. Do you like liquor and things that go boom? Then buckle up, listener, because this one's for you. Prepare yourself for the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 243, and uh, you, you guys are still in the poop room. <laughs> Gross. By Ugh. choice, yeah. You We're kill, gonna spend some time here. Kill the poop monster, at least. Mm-hmm. The I, poop I, monster I, and the fart monsters, you kill them. Like, mm. like most times in the bathroom, that's that's what we're doing. <laughs> Did you guys bring, bring TP down here? <laughs> We use bidets in this house. Oh, yeah, you're just going to create water. If there's TP in this room, it must be like the TP at the Nordic Fire Fest. Just like a loose roll. No, it's like just you, you have to, you have to the get the wrappings wall. from those mummies upstairs. Oh, fair. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We're good. Oh, now. yes, yes. Those are, I, those are I, the loose rolls. I really thought it was ingenious architecture for Corey to build in the uh, the mummy wrapping from the <laughs> ceiling uh, into this room. Yeah, the mummy room from right above. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ikmer stepped on like a mummy on the way down and has been trailing like a two hundred yard long toilet paper string. <laughs> Anybody that you missed in the in the catacombs is going to be pretty. Uh, <laughs> pretty easily uh, their survival check is like a negative five to follow it <laughs> it's tp trail i mean yeah uh jimberium has to has to find us somehow right oh uh, yeah yeah i'm sure, sure i'm sure he's coming he's well on his way so uh what are you drinking brooks do you have anything good over there? I actually have the Patreon drink. It is Ooh. it's from Jason. I do have the the actual name of the drink, a Spanish penny. It is two ounces of rye whiskey, a tablespoon of maple syrup, and a quarter tea te- uh I guess it's a teaspoon of sherry vinegar. <laughs> Wait. Of sherry vinegar? Yes. Like S H E R R Y? Yes. Okay. I was gonna say I've never heard of cherry vinegar. I couldn't tell which one you said. Uh, so there's vinegar in that. That. Uh, yeah. How how is that? The the whiskey drowns out everything. I guess that's like what you would hope for. Yeah, but I don't know that I really want to be tasting cherry vinegar all night. What are you talking about, man? Sunday morning, make some pancakes, put maple syrup <laughs> on there, drizzle it with some malt vinegar. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm glad that the whiskey just takes over. Um yeah. Yeah, like it's simple like 
it's trying to have like wine, like a bit of wine in there. And it's like, no, no, I'll I'll just just go with the rye. I I did taste the sherry vinegar before you before it was used in the drink. Yeah, you tongued it out (laughs) of a freaking shot glass. I tasted (laughs) I tasted it. And it was very it was uh, wine forward. And then the back half was just all vinegar. So you definitely got both tastes. So like spoiled wine. Mm hmm. Nice. Yeah, this is the stuff that you put on, uh, like your Jersey Mike sub. That would be red wine vinegar. Probably close Pretty enough. Pretty close. <laughs> yeah, red wine vinegar versus sherry vinegar. Pretty close. Anyway, Haley, what you got? I got a Sunny D vodka seltzer. So do I. I've never tried it. Me either. Well, I offered one to Steve, and he ooh. said, "I don't know." Well, I thought we might we might end up doing a oh, Monstone of Truth. So well, that's like, it's just, one just flavor. like Sunny yeah. D. Let me get a sip of that when you're done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. didn't accept it of one of your own, huh. but you're you're willing for I a like taste. That. that is fizzy Sunny D. Yeah, Whoa, good. that's that awesome. Is fizzy Sunny D. That's crazy. It's we, good. We we have we have acquired the the seltzers that we're gonna send to you guys. Okay. Acqui- okay. What? I didn't know you were sending us seltzers. Yeah, we 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 talked about this. this also news to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we some of our uh, Fulton uh, Fulton seltzers. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We did talk about this. It's just been a while. Yeah, I know. It's just that <laughs> I mean, it's not very high on our priority list. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. It's not high on ours either. But <laughs> honestly, trying new seltzer packs is pretty low on my priority list these days. <laughs> This is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's not like a pack. I almost would have liked if they did like, because Sunny D has a couple flavors. Yeah, they do. I would have liked if they were just like, hey, here's original Sunny D and here's the. Um, There's like the red, the one that's D. not like in or in orange label. It's like a yellow label. Mm-hmm. I forget what. Yeah. Because they have a blue raspberry, smooth orange, tangy, original orange, strawberry. And they've got actually a bunch. They got orange peach. Yeah, there's a lot of there's actually a lot mm. of sunny D's. Mango. Oh yeah. Maybe I had the just mango. like when you maybe when you orange peach orange with pineapple. Water. It could be like when you mix them with the seltzer and whatever they like. It's difficult enough to get it to taste like sunny D. They could like, also be just trying us out because uh, they true. have usually been a kids Ooh. beverage for many years. <laughs> yeah, but like all the kids that dra- grew up drinking Sunny D are adults now. That's correct. It's your healthy orange juice. Yeah, but but that's, that doesn't mean that they didn't stop selling Sunny D. <laughs> yeah, but I think they sold Sunny D less after we were kids. It's like Lunchables. I feel like Lunchables aren't doing as well as they were doing when, you know, when your parents were just like, I don't want to I don't want to make organic food for you. I just want to give you this packaged <laughs> pizza. I really like Sunny D's social media. It's really ridiculous. Just in case anybody wants a fun trip, they have got things such as Sunny D is uh, Boston. Why are you so quiet? What's on your mind? Picture of a blank head with just a Sunny D bottle in it. Jesus Christ. So they're they're tossing out every corporation trying to be one DC state. They're tossing out corporate memes. Good night to no one except dudes under six foot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, fuck you too, Sunny D. <laughs> I really like Sunny D. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah, that's good. 
Never mind, I'm back on the bandwagon. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Emily, did I ask you what you were drinking? Uh, No, not yet. What are you drinking? Sorry, I got lost in the Sunny D sauce. (laughs) Oh, I was going down that rabbit hole, too. I am drinking a Fulton Hard Seltzer. This is another strawberry rhubarb. All right. It almost feels like spring. Refreshing. Aren't you guys getting six inches of snow? It it did. We got some well rain and hail. Most sure feels like Mm. sure feels like spring out here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Aren't you guys supposed to get some like bad weather? Oh yeah, like we got another storm surge coming where it's like sixty mile an hour plus winds. Yeah, but April showers. What do they say about April showers? We're gonna be having hella May flowers. Yeah, it's just gonna rip off most people's roofs, which, by the way, ripped off my work's roof. Like, <laughs> oh my! Oh, watch, watch your rooftop porch. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, hope it's you don't have furniture up there. Torn off that building, <laughs> Steve. Yeah, I'm drinking a beer from Brothership Brewing. This is Strange Glow, a double dry hop New England double IPA. Is it a playoff of Mothership? Sure is. <laughs> Hell yeah. Mm, delicious. I've had it on the show like three times before, yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still good. It's still good. Yeah. People don't remember. People people no. be people be recommended the same fucking drinks that we've had already. Yeah, these fools that listen. Yeah, they don't remember what we drink. <laughs> Pay attention sometime, you know. Most of them skip this segment of uh, the show. Well, to be fair, fair. <laughs> most of them say mm, ten minutes forward. Not not unless <laughs> not unless we make it the whole episode. Yeah, if we did make oh. it, the, and you know, it is book six, and in the tradition of some of our peers, maybe we should start making the banter last half the episode. That'd be a good idea. You know, just to string it out mm-hmm. for, I for mean, 20 yeah, more episodes. No one will ever know how long to skip for. We've got the listeners right where we want them. Yeah. <laughs> the edge of their seats. Next week, next week, everybody bring three drinks, and we'll go around three times. <laughs> yep, but only do one at a time. Yeah, only yeah. one at a time. I don't want you. I don't, I don't want you queued up all three. Also, by the way, situations where if people bring the same drinks, like today, we got two Sunny D uh, seltzers here. We're talking about it twice. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're not doing, doing it once. <laughs> Just be prepared. And if you bring two from the same pack. God forbid you're talking about the different flavors. That's so right. You better bring two different flavors. I mean, God forbid you, you bring, bring the same flavor. You got to say which can was better. <laughs> you got <laughs> to prove prove which can was uh, the best taste. Anyway, I think we got to roll off, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, All right here we go. Let's, let's keep the boys week tradition going. <laughs> Don't say that. We're going to lose. <laughs> All right. No. I got a 14. 15. Emily? One. Yeah. Oh, I thought I was losing. Oh, oh in, in classic fashion, both Campbells tumble at least one and two. <laughs> what is this? Winter All storm in Minnesota. <laughs> it's a winter storm. They're not ready for spring. Oh. And and yeah, the the groundhog saw his shadow and is going back into Wintertown or whatever the fuck. You guys better thaw out your dice. I think that, you know, they're frosted up for a while. Yeah, I got the one the one bad roll out of the way, and then the rest it's going to be up from here. Uh, the, yeah, well, for gonna, sure, for uh, sure, uh, there'll um, be no saves. This yeah, I was, just, I was just going to say there's going to be a lot of saving throws tonight, Emily. So you might want to put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> oh, <Uh-oh. laughs> well, 
When last we left our heroes, they entered into this uh, circular room where uh, half the floor was not lava, but like, you know. Uh, poop lava. Poop lava. Yeah, like. That we then Taco froze. Bell lava. Yeah, Taco Bell lava. <laughs> half the floor was Taco Bell lava. And you had an Omox demon that was uh, kind of jumping between these puddles and attacking you while these Mistu creatures came out of their funerary urns and harassed you, but you were uh, pretty easily able to dispatch of all of those creatures. Uh, although they were bothersome, I don't think anyone took much more than like 40 points of damage. Um, and nobody, nobody was really hindered too badly because of a lot of flight and freedom of movement in this room. So... That's where we find you now. You're kind of at a crossroads here. You came from an alchemist's lab to the southwest, and you see that there is a set of double doors to the north as well as a door to the southeast, and you are kind of in the center of this, you know, 40-foot-wide circle room. All right. Well, we want to do quick healing, right? Because we still have a couple minutes on death. Are you going to heal, you know, in the poop room or...? No time to go anywhere else. I don't sure, think sure. it's going to bother us. Yep. But at this point, we're numb. Should really be uh, making some saves for Phil Fever, but I'll Gross. allow it. <laughs> well, between my two characters, well, three characters, if you can help Lopper, I need one greater and one lesser on the Infernal Healing Wand. And that's only a minute total, so... Sure, that'll take a minute. A Matume was down uh, 37 hit points, so one greater wanding will do him. Durin untouched, so good to go. Uska and Lyra are both already at full health. Oh. What about our two melee boys, Brooks? Yeah. So, Air Bear is down 44, and Ikmar is down 12, so really not too bad. Uh, just so one of the major. And for you? You got it. Okay, so I'm going to say you guys have roughly four minutes left on this um, on this death ward. I know you're kind of like ticking it through. So that will, you know, depending on where you head, that could get you through another combat, could, you, could get you through another two combats if you don't get hurt too bad from that one combat. Um, so we'll kind of see. We'll play it by ear. Um, but for now, where are you guys heading? be honest, my resources are getting a little thin. So at this point, I feel like we either go all in in the next combat, like bust down the double... I, I guess the double doors. Because, you know, double doors feels like a more yeah. extravagant place for people mm-hmm. to be. Yeah, one of those and big really, boys gotta fit right, through. Go all out and, like, try to, you know, do what we can, I guess. Because I, I don't know about you guys. I'm, I don't I don't know how I'm gonna last this whole... Like, I don't... I really don't think I'll last this whole dungeon if it keeps being this intense resource draining. Haley, I think I'm pretty much the same. Now, Matumbe has a fair amount of spells and abilities left, so I, he could go a few more fights, honestly, especially with, like, the saves that he's got. Like, he doesn't burn through stuff too fast. But Durin only has five bombs left. Honestly, if this next fight isn't, like, the boss fight of the dungeon... Durin's just going to throw, like, alchemist flasks. Like, I, I seriously cannot afford to throw a bomb at something that doesn't deserve it. You're going to have mm-hmm. Durin, the, uh, Durin the archer. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. Uh, rapid shot, I guess. <laughs> that's, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, Tuli is the one who's really light on resources right now. Like, 
Eclipse is realistically fine because she's been trying to handle a bunch of combat stuff. And so Eclipse could start, you know, doling out more spells. Um, it's just Julio's getting pretty light. By pretty light, I mean very light. <laughs> yeah, Usko's running pretty low on her channels. And with all the death wards, that's taking up a lot of resources. I mean, that was a lot of spells for Lyra. She still has a fair number, but it's starting to get a little tight for some of the really popular ones. I think we've answered our our questions, I guess, on, on which direction to go. Is it's through hey, those Baron, double can go as long as you guys can keep them up. So, <laughs> yeah, as long as there are resources to keep them up, they can keep going. So, so you guys want to go to the double doors in the hopes that that is. Uh, you know, leading to some ultimate combat and yes. then um, that you can that you can kind of burn all of your resources and be done. Yeah, and then, mm-hmm. you know, summon the mansion. Maybe. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we're in a yeah, we're, we're we're in a healthy state now. We wouldn't certainly wouldn't want to risk losing Death Ward and a bunch of resources to then end up at a big bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And speaking of keeping people up and in the fight, Uska's going to re-up the lifelink with Air Bear. And before we open those double doors, she's going to cast Fly on herself using her hex. Okay, why don't you guys go ahead and place yourselves on the map? Uh, Yes. As as we're going over, Durin is going to unfurl his big bat wings and hover up above the crowd a little bit to get some uh get some get some fly going on and then i'm digging down in the well here and right before we go in he's gonna take a holy weapon balm and coat 10 arrows in it so i'll be doing a little extra damage against undead creatures because i'm just shooting arrows if it's not something important sure uh what made ikmer big uh, enlarged person, and I was about to tell him that that's a minutes per level, so you are good to keep being big if you want to. Otherwise, I can dispel it. No reason why he wouldn't want to be big with a double door. Double doors. <laughs> exactly. Gotta gotta make that booty fit through that through those double doors. Yeah, we're making we're putting a lot of faith on these double doors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little worried. <laughs> Uh, so this time, because the lopper is technically flying, but he's not so good at flying. Basically, I think Eclipse is probably going to fly, like, right above him. <laughs> and they're going to do their classic, like, kind of stacked thing. Sure. Wait, where's, where's my... Hiding under air bear. Oh, <laughs> okay. We'll stack up. Yeah. Are you... I'm sorry. I might have missed it. Are you flying, Brooks? Is air bear flying? Well, right. are you still... He should not be. All right, because he is right now, and that means one of us has to move. And I would uh, appreciate if it was you so I can keep standing in the middle and getting great bonuses to my saves. Well, yeah, if you would like. Perfect. If you would like, you could stand underneath the lopper who's standing, who is flying underneath of Eclipse. Oh. Sure. <laughs> you know what? Let's, yeah, let's stack this three ways. Oh. <laughs> Glad it puts the person on the floor on top of all the other tokens. <laughs> <laughs> this is like some carnival sideshow oh. rat riding a cat riding a dog shit. Yep. Except it's the lopper riding Air Bear with Eclipse riding the lopper. I really like yeah. how it's a 
is a small creature, medium creature, small creature. <laughs> we're we're a very mismatched snowman. <laughs> yeah, a middle heavy snowman. We got a big hole. We got a big a beer gut. <laughs> oh, All right. You want to make me a perception check at the door, Igmer? Yeah. Oh, well, we're in luck today with a 15 on the die. That's going to go all the way to a 21. Yeah, with a, with a 21, you don't hear anything of note on the other side of the door. However, when you touch the door, it feels very cold. Like it's a, it's kind of like a, you know, wood and like embossed with metal door. And you can feel like the metal parts of the door are like very cold as if it like potentially opens up into some sort of like frozen space. Maybe not frozen, but much colder than where you are right now in the shitter. <laughs> okay. Shitter's heated. Well, I don't know if it's Lyra's spell or what's on the other side, but it, these doors seem kind of chilly. Here goes. And he opens the door. Okay. You open the door and there's a step down into this area and the temperature drops to a cavernous chill as a couple like rough hewn steps give way to cramped what looks like catacombs not so cramped that you can't move around in them but if you were to try and check out any of the any of the like little vestibules and that kind of thing like Ikmer wouldn't fit. He's too big mm. uh, to like to go and look at the skulls in the wall and that kind of thing. Um, the smell of old decay emanates from dozens of these alcoves containing broken skeletal remains. Uh, their eyeless skulls staring forward into emptiness. As you step down, you notice that there's about a foot of water on the ground, adding even more chill to the room. Um, the water feels, you know, just, just a cut, like maybe 10 degrees above freezing, you know, okay. it's like that late fall lake. Hmm. Since we're, uh, we're such a family friendly, uh, podcast, Ikmer won't say anything about how, uh, w- what happens when, uh, uh yeah. a man steps into cold, cold water and you're, knows. you're in the pool. Yep. Thanks for taking the high road. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but he okay. uh he he steps in is just gonna look at the uh the skulls in the walls and just kind of ste- keep stepping forward and if he can't it looks like he can't fit up here you can definitely still fit up here uh you should be able to move through okay uh just let me know if you can't uh you're not squeezing you're just kind of like the right size it's just you know that the map drawing kind of makes it like anywhere from like eight feet to ten feet to whatever. When in reality, it's it's suitable for a large sized creature to walk through this. So, okay. as you as you walk about fifteen feet in to these catacombs, they hook right into darkness. It's just difficult to see in here. It's pitch black, and although you all have dark vision, it looks like these this tunnel is super windy. Okay. You know, I, I'm having trouble seeing right around the corner. It might be a trap of some sort, so we might not want to take make a ton of noise in these 
uh, echoing caves here. Would you like a bit of light? I don't think that would hurt. Lyra's going to shimmy her way up from the back of the party up to <laughs> Ikmer. She'll touch his sword, I guess. And <laughs> he, he still sharpens it every day. <laughs> yeah, careful touching that thing. Going to cast light on it. And he blushes. <laughs> oh. do, you, do you still have those scales on your leg? <laughs> Did that one hurt to get out? It seemed like you were struggling there. <laughs> I couldn't keep a straight face. <laughs> Matumbe looks away disproving. <laughs> Lyra shimmies back to her spot in the back of the party. Alright, yeah, so Igmer again, you can you can see that it it hooks around. Okay. He moves forward um, around this bend. And as you do you start to see in this like long stretch now, it, it appears to stretch forward about another 50 feet, and you just see like bodies listlessly floating in this, you know, vacillating between like a foot and three foot deep water, just floating there. Uh, you could make me a perception check. Okay. I think right now you're the only one that can see it. Oh, ho, ho. he is very perceptive. Indeed. 24. Okay. What you notice here is that this body looks super decayed. Like, to the point where you, Zikmer, have never seen, like, a zombie or skeleton as beat up as that. And uh, your first thought might be, well, if the Whispering Way is, like, trying to bring back all these bodies as, like, soldiers or whatever, it's weird that they'd, like, leave stuff behind. Unless it's, like, too damaged to even be used. Mm, okay. So it's, like, it's been soaking in this water for a long time. Yeah. Doesn't we didn't seem... find, like, a Pathfinder River Sticks, right? Doesn't Some of you have been to the River Sticks. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. On, it's not on this plane, though, right? No. <laughs> right. Yeah. It touches Abaddon. I don't know about you guys, but... Uh... It seems like these things have been dead a very long time based on the state. I think we've killed the better ones looking than this. Hopefully that's what all the other, uh, all of their army looks like. <laughs> Am I right, Majumbe? Hmm. I wouldn't joke about the dead for asthma smiles unfavorably upon those who do. But I do agree. I would rather fight one like that than some of the ones we fought previously. Am I right, Eclipse? <laughs> <laughs> the body turns over and blushes. Hey, <laughs> are you guys talking about me? Um. So I I do agree. Like this is looking pretty rough. Um. Are Are you guys like seeing or hearing anything? You know, alive or unliving. You guys can make perception checks, definitely. Yeah, I'm just worried we're getting into, like, is this just a dead zone? Literally. I got a hot 32 from Durin. Pretty good for him. Wait, no, that's a 42. Ooh. Shortchanged myself quite a bit there. Ooh. Ooh, Tulia got a natural one. She's pretty grossed out by what this is doing to her shoes. <laughs> Lyra got a 20. She is 
Just so happy to be back in the water. And Uska got a 30. And Eclipse got a 39. Matumbe got a filthy 50. <laughs> Why do we roll? Yeah. You guys aren't uh, aren't really hearing anything other than the, you know, the the faint movement of water and the dripping from ceiling to to floor. All right. Well, then we keep walking. Ikmer, Ikmer will uh, keep walking on then. Okay, Ikmer, you find yourself at a fork in the road. One path leads to the south. The other leads to the east. Well, I'd say let's go to the east. I guess so. Okay, Unless make me you perception really, check. Really have uh Matumbe move up, please. Yeah. We gotta leave a spot for Air Bear. We lost him a while no, ago. No, he's too. he's under me. Oh, you got you got yeah, him. Remember okay. the weird snowman? That's true. I, I forgot he was under there. <laughs> yes, naturally, the weird snowman, of course. <laughs> it's, a, it's a classic course, configuration. Yeah. <laughs> Standard attack formation. <laughs> All right. Is everyone making perceptions or just Dick? Just Dick. Ikmer is he, he's showing his his true colors um, with this high high perception type of day. He's at a twenty five. Okay, with a twenty five, you notice that you know in in kind of the center of the path up here, it looks like it branches off into into a couple different directions. Mm-hmm. In the middle of where that branches off, it looks like it gets really deep. Oh, and you think like. You can almost see like little tiny, like white caps over top of this like deep spot. You think there's like a current under it. Oh, uh, so you wouldn't want to you wouldn't want to go over that deep spot, or you might get you know like sucked under. Mm-hmm. Now I need a perception check from everybody. Okay. Egmer will use yours, unless you feel like you could do better than a twenty-five. Oof. Yeah. No, I can't do it better than that. 53 for Matsumbe. Durin has a 33. Ooh. 33 for Eclipse and 32 for Tulia. Uska got a natural 20 for only Ooh. a 45. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and uh, Lyra was a 17. Air Bear was a 35. Nice. What was the lowest? believe it was Lyra with a 17, but I will double check me. That sounds like the lowest. Uh, anybody... 25 or above, so Ikmer included. Wow. Um, notices the alcoves begin to drip and feels the water rising. All right, double doors were maybe not the best idea. And uh, Eclipse, you immediately know that this is the culmination of like all the spirits of all the dead in this area mm. working to drown you. They're going to try and kill us. And by they, I mean uh, the spirits you can't see yet. I don't know if we'll be able to, but um, they're going to pull us under. And like, not only pull us under, but they're going to make a bunch of water too. Is that only towards the east or is that all around us? No, now now it's like coming from the alcoves to the side. It became a serious problem pretty quick. Mm -hmm. So I need everyone to roll initiative. Oh. Okay, okay, so... Just remember, the mansion has big fluffy towels if you want them, because you get to make it up as you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ikmer. Ugh. 
my my good rolls have stopped here. Thirteen. Batumbe. Fourteen. Lyra. Seventeen. Durin. Uh, that'll be a twenty-nine. Eclipse. Eight. Hmm. Erbear. Twenty-seven. Uska. Eighteen. We're doing good. Tulia. Eleven. I rolled a two, three, four between my three dice for my eclipse rolled twice. So it is currently the surprise round. Only Lyra will not be able to act in the surprise round because she did not perceive the haunt. <laughs> and she can cast water breathing and give everyone a swim speed. Ugh. So it is Dern's turn. It sure is. You know, during the neutral interlude, I prepared a whole bunch of water uh, <laughs> extracts, which I have not prepared here. So I guess he's just going to shout to the rest of the party. What's the plan then? Are we sticking around or are we backing out? Ah, uh, they're going to try and drown us unless we get rid of them. So um, and I haven't seen any signs of enemies. So run, maybe? Question mark. Do we get to the... Uh well, that d- deep spot, and hopefully, just hope that there is a uh, a connecting tunnel to the air. Uh, long shot, I think. It would take a while to cast all the spells, but I can give everyone water breathing and a swim speed, but it will take a while. It's a single casting for every one of those. Yeah. So, like, us talking here. Do we do we do we want to deal with this? I don't know. Um, I'm gonna roll a knowledge religion while I can. <laughs> Ooh, okay, okay. That's surprisingly high for Durin. That is going to be a forty-four. Nice. Yep. Uh, you know this is a haunt. You're not exactly sure where it's emanating from. It might be emanating from the deep part because that's where. You know, that seems to be like Ikmer saw that and then stuff started to happen. But yeah, you think you'd have to get out of the catacombs, which is, you know, now over 100 feet away and difficult terrain to avoid this. I don't know if it would help, but if it's just a hole in the ground, I have wall of stone prepared as Uska and it doesn't have to be a vertical wall. We could just wall off the hole but it's a, it's all the, it's all the out, like corners it's and not crevices. it's not coming it's from not, the hole oh okay shoot you think like that might have been the trigger but well, that doesn't mean uh that doesn't mean that you can't build a like you could build a box around us i mean eclipse can dimension door some people into the can teleport the rest all right well yeah well that would be much better <laughs> <laughs> Darren's going to be like, all right, well, if it sounds... Well, actually, with that with that 44, could I consecrate this area with Matsumbe, or does that do nothing against the haunt? Consecrate takes uh, time, right? No, no, it doesn't. No? It's surprisingly oh, okay. fast. It's you like would, one action. You would think that normally would do something against the haunt. Depends how strong the haunt is. Yeah. All right. Well, regardless, Darren's just going to be like, there's nothing I can do here. Um, If you figure this out, let me know. And I did have him flying, so he's got 60-foot fly speed. So in this surprise round, he's going to move 60 feet back the way he came. And that's his turn. For any of y'all who are uh, left around at the, 
and and can't move fast. I, I can try and get us out of here with a spell, but if you can move, I, I'd say start start moving. And then um, Eclipse would also say, I can also cast a spell and like, you know, instantly get us back to the alchemist lab and, or poop room. Air bear. There are no ways uh, unless, well, I could get on the broom and move a little quicker, but I think that is probably my best bet. Is what, pausing and waiting for the spell or? Oh, uh, getting on the broom. I just, that's like, if you guys are flying away from me, I can't do anything with you. Mm Mm-hmm. That's why I called out. Like, it's only touched. Yeah, Air Bear should, should be able to make it. Okay, just wanted to check. With I don't fly. know what your speed is. I just want to make sure. Uh, yeah, let me just double check. Like with well, fly. either way, he's got to get his broom out, so he's not moving anywhere this turn. Right. Yeah, it's a it's a Surprise fly room. speed of forty feet, so that's that's plenty quick. So Airbear pulls out the broom. Mm-hmm. That's his surprise round action. Uska. Uska is flying, but she doesn't want to leave the party. She hmm, don't really want to waste a healing spell if we're just leaving. So she will hold out her hand to Tulia, who said she could cast a spell to get us out. If you could get closer to Eclipse, though, it's a less expensive Oh, for sure. She will move over to the other side of Matumbe, and she is currently flying, so she can just hover over the water and be standing right next to Eclipse. Okay. Lyra does not get to act in the surprise round. Matumbe. All right, Matumbe is also going to roll a knowledge religion. I want to know if there's a specific way to stop this or exactly what Consecrate will do, because maybe I could just stop this thing before it becomes a problem, a real problem. There we go. 42. There's a ton of stuff in the text of Consecrate. Nothing mentions haunts specifically, but I know this dungeon is weird with Consecrate, so I'm I, that's why I'm talking about it so much. Yep. Um, so here's what you know with a 42. Consecrate is a 20-foot emanation mm-hmm. from you. Yeah. You think if you dove down into that hole, you could stop the haunt with a Consecrate. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, but I can also cast it on somebody. It's not just me. It's it's right, a range. So if, you, if you could, but it's an emanation from somebody. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I could cast it on, say, someone who has a swim speed. Mm-hmm. I've seen something similar to this before. We must take Phrasma's blessing to them. Do we have any volunteers? I cannot breathe underwater. I'm no swimmer. Well. I can do both. I think I'm perfect for the job. Can't lose you again, Lyra. So be careful this time as he turns around (laughs) and blasts her with a consecrate. (laughs) Okay, thanks. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So so yeah, this emanation, this 20-foot emanation around Lyra activates and you see like it doesn't quite reach like the hole, but you see like the the white caps almost like shy away from the edge of the emanation. Ikmer, um, it's your turn. If she can't stop it, but I mean, 
but I do have faith in her. Um, I need to get out. I need a way to get out. So, Eclipse, if you're off our stands. Yeah, yeah, it still stands. Actually, maybe we can all just hold on here while she does this and then be ready to bounce. That sounds like a good plan to me. Okay, Tulia. So with that being the plan and knowing that Lyra's going to move anyways, Tulia is going to move over to also be in touching range of ultimately the Lopper or Eclipse. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Then on initiative 10, the haunt triggers. You see from down the corridor just floor-to-ceiling water start rushing in this huge flood wave and it hits the group and then during you look behind you see your friends just swallowed by this wall of water as it pushes through the the cavern towards you these floating bodies just like skating on the front and getting swallowed up and then it just Slaps into you as well. I need everyone to make me a will save. Oh, excuse me. This is pretty bad. I I don't think Ikmar is going to use his tenacious just yet. But we all know that that's only after I fail it anyways. So uh, we'll see. Oh, well, hmm. We, We probably do have a fail, but you know. Life goes on. Oh, thank goodness. Airbear definitely didn't fail. 27 for Matsumbe, 25 for Durin. Okay. I rolled impeccably. I got a natural 20 on Tulia, natural 20 on Eclipse. And then the Lopper is not a natural 20, but a 24 total, which is very good for him. That is very good. Shit, not bad at all. I had to, I like did it on the dice roller side so to reread because I was like, why is it saying 20 plus my modifier? <laughs> I don't know. I really, I think I want, I think I want to use Ikmer's Tenacious. Well, isn't his Tenacious, you find out. The result. It's, right? yeah, but like, I got a six. Or I rolled a six. And it's his will save. It's less than 20. Yeah, so that, that will fail, so. You can go ahead and use your tenacious. Uska got a 30. And Lyra, I'm trying to decide if I want to use her borrowed fortune. Oh, but she hasn't even acted yet. So yeah, she Lyra, can't. Lyra can't use any sort of reaction. So that is at 25. Okay. 26 for Ikmer. I'm so happy, even okay. though I don't know if it actually passes or not, but still. 20. <laughs> 26 meets beats. Oh, no. However, I need all of you to make a fortitude save now. Okay. So everybody that succeeded realizes this water is not real. Oh. Mm. Okay. Oof. Fortitude for uh, Air Bear 25. Okay. Air Bear succeeded the will save, though, right? Correct. Cliff's got another natural 20 on Fortitude. That's awesome. Tulia, on the other hand. Or, sorry, I don't even need the succeeders to make Fortitudes. Oh! You're good. Okay. It's just um, the Lopper, uh, Lyra, and. Did Lyra fail that? 
Did Lyra get a 25? Yeah, Lyra failed that. Okay. And then uh, Durin. Yes. Need to make fortitudes. Durin rolled money on that fortitude save. I got a 35 total. Okay, so Durin, you believe the water to be real, but as it hits you, it isn't able to like penetrate your body and push you uh, down the hall, and you only take 11 points of damage and three points of strength damage. Ooh, that's unpleasant. Oof. Better than the alternative. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, well, Lyra's maybe going to find out. I got a 28. 28 is also a success. So. Uh, 24. So, Lyra, you take 15 points of regular damage and one point of strength damage. Those of you that disbelieve the, the water see the lopper just get hit like a freight train, this invisible force as his body just flies down the catacombs, like smashing on both sides of the alcoves until he's pulverized to nothing and he dies. Wait, what? This was an instant death? Some sort of like phantasmal killer this haunt was water? Weird. Weird. Oh, no, no way. <laughs> what? All right, uh, that, that, that's cool. I'll see him tomorrow. <laughs> Unless the Lopper has any special benefits versus emotion, fear, and mind affecting or what? illusions. Actually, yes. Uh, so currently is rocking a plus two to mind affecting on all saves. Okay. So the Lopper Trait actually bonus. doesn't die. Okay. Because uh, he meets beats. Oh. Yeah, sorry, I failed to I failed to mention it because weird, unlike Phantasmal Killer, is not a death effect per se. Mm-hmm. Oh. So you don't get your bonus from Death Ward. But actually, the Lopper, you know, maybe he flies into the first alcove and then braces himself on the side and only actually takes <clears throat> twelve actually, points of damage. He, he's dead. He's definitely dead. Oh, he's definitely dead. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I I didn't realize that my sheet uh. Once he was dead, she switched to Eclipse. Okay. And that's where the trait bonus is. <laughs> so he doesn't have any. He doesn't have any benefit to. Yeah, he does not. Okay. He does not have any trait bonus. So yes, the, what I, what I said before happens. Uh, Durin, you you like see the lopper fly past you and just like is like splintered ectoplasm on the door. His goo got washed away. And like, yeah, and like Durin himself got hit into uh into the wall and like banged up his shoulder or something that hurts his strength and he's starting to panic a little bit and you guys all feel that this haunt is still active now fortunately so it's eclipse's turn and you know that lyra will get to go before the haunt triggers again yes 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 so as long as lyra has the movement to get down into that hole you should be fine what kind of movement are you looking at so well, Lyra's swim speed is equal to her land speed, uh, which is 35 feet. But she has an ability, I guess she could move twice then. She, she does have fluid travel underwater that would give her 60 foot uh, speed, but she'd have to activate that. Okay. Yeah, so either way, a double move or activating that fluid travel will um, will save you. So if you all trust the word of Matumbe, which you 
generally do. Generally. Uh, do. You'd probably hold off on your dimension door and not waste it. Correct. As Eclipse, I do trust Matumbe implicitly. Yep. Um, so Eclipse is actually just going to fly down five feet to where Lopper was, and now she's going to be on Airbear's shoulders. And then um, she's just going to go ahead and cast Haste as extra reassurance. I understand. I've got plenty of them. Just extra reassurance you can get there. Nice. So everyone's hasted. Okay. Yeah, so hasted. Oh, yeah. You can definitely make it with, you know, with either a double move or that fluid travel, Lyra. You're 35 feet away from the hole. Okay. Lyra. And then. She turns and she looks at the party. She gives them a wink and a smile before she heads over there. Ikmer catches it. (laughs) And puts it on his cheek. A wink. <laughs> he catches the wink, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I imagine him catching it and actually just putting it on his eye as if he's like, <laughs> <eye>. I now <laughs> wink. <laughs> so awkward. That's good. Lyra is going to activate that fluid travel underwater just in case anything else happens. She oh, dives down into the hole. Yeah, you realize the hole is like 20 feet deep, but it it maybe extends even further. It looks like there's these like pulverizing rocks at the bottom. Now you can you're using fluid travel, so you're you know, you have this speed. You don't have to worry about like swim checks here, but uh, you could easily see how one of your friends could get sucked down here and pushed against these rocks and maybe like even lost deeper down here. You see, it almost looks like a collapsed portion of the catacomb down here. So you see like grasping skeletal hands and that kind of thing, like at the bottom here, as if like a section of alcoves fell. And yes, once this radius of consecrate reaches the bottom, the current here calms. And those of you outside of the the depths here see like the the walls stop dripping um, and the water level seems to recede a couple inches. Durin flies back. (laughs) Lyra takes one more look around. Is there anything moving in this collapsed portion once the water kind of slows down a little bit? Give me a perception check. All right. Well done, everyone. Guys, the lopper's gonna be so pissed at me. (laughs) 32. With the 32, it doesn't seem like there's anything moving. Hmm. That sounded real convincing. Mm-hmm. But you do see an interesting piece, like a headband, on like one of the skulls down here. Yeah, let's let's loot it. Oh yeah. This has burned me before. But she will swim down to grab grab the headband. That burned you before you became what you are and have a full like, you know, breathe underwater. It was, so you could say it was a, it was a different life. It was, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, You remove this headband and you can see that it has engraved on the sides of it, these small masked birds. And the skull here almost like sides as you remove it. And you see like a couple bubbles actually come from like out of its mouth. 
as it collapses to dust. This just ancient skull. Uh, the item in your hands is clearly magical. Ooh, she is excited to learn more about this item. It seems kind of powerful. So she swims back up and pushes her herself up with two two arms up and over the lip of this hole. Sure. Just put it on. No regrets. No. <laughs> she's gonna she's gonna take it over to so we can figure out uh, what it is. So she walks back over to the party. Has everything stopped? It seemed much calmer down there. When you get up, that's probably about the time that, that Dern makes his way back to the party. I don't know if you guys all saw, but I watched the lopper get dashed to bits on the rocks. I don't think he's coming back. Yeah, I saw it. Uh, he's not going to be back until at least tomorrow. I gotta have a lot of time to bring him back. I haven't spent much time with that man. He seems quite upset and uh, unpleasant in his second life. Yeah, like in general, his kind of baseline emotion is called is like anger. Yeah. So that's just how he is. It's really fun sometimes. I guess, but sometimes when you're always on like that, you know, it's gotta get tiring, right? Right. Just just relax a bit. Maybe he'll have time to relax and won't be super, super angry when he comes back. That <laughs> will... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I suspect he may still be upset. But what do I know? I've only shared my mind with him. <laughs> <laughs> you getting up and over here? <laughs> well... Well, remember, we still are a little... About the rest of the party. Oh, that's right. Eclipse and <laughs> You and I. At least for now, I think things have calmed down. And it wasn't all for nothing. She holds up the headband that she found. I found this down below. Whoever was Can I take a look at that? Yeah. Oh, sorry. The the previous owner just turned to dust. That was a good sign. I think it's powerful. Or cursed. You can Either find his out. soul has found eternal rest after Phrasma's judgment, or this is an incredibly cursed item. <laughs> Who wants to touch it? Tulia does want to check it out. Lyra holds it out. Lyra, as you hold it out, you feel it move in your hand, and for a second, it like curls itself around your wrist. And the masked birds on the engravings turn to, like, seashells and crabs. And then it, and then at, like, Tulia's touch, it, like, it kind of, like, whips back almost like a snap bracelet uh, into that, into that, like, tiara shape. Carol. You could, yeah, roll a spellcraft. I think it likes me. <laughs> Man, if only if if only we've been through something like this before. <laughs> Forty four. Nice. Tulia hasn't been burned yet. <laughs> yeah, it was Eclipse and uh, Lyra that so far have been burned with <laughs> items, uh. high level items. You recognize this as a phylactery of positive channeling. 
However, its behavior is strange. Normally, this would be a headband slot item. This one is much more powerful than that. It is slotless. Whoa! Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's nuts. I don't know what that item is, but I can't wait to find out. In addition, you know that this one is normally a phylactery of positive channeling allows channelers of positive energy to increase the amount of damage dealt to undead creatures by plus 2d6 and also increases the amount of damage healed by living creatures. This one is more powerful than that. It applies to any healing spell cast by the user. Whoa. So it's agreed then. Uska, place the circlet on Airbear's head. <laughs> <laughs> Like, normally I I am all for your decisions, but, uh... That was clearly humor. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes you're just so deadpan. <laughs> uh, Majube, that, that was a good one. We're still friends, right? <laughs> uh, Matume <laughs> looks over at Eclipse. This one's coming around. <laughs> <laughs> just in the middle. Like, everybody can hear this, this fool. <laughs> This is quite the powerful item. Both I could benefit from this, and so could Uska. So it's a heal off? So could the tombs, honestly. The uh, his channel smite. Extra oh. That's true. Ooh. But I, I'm not going to put my, my name in the ring. What, what might be more... Uh, more interesting is which of you has more breath of lives to cast because it's also an extra 2d6 on breath of oh. life any heal it's any healing and and yeah the so the original form. item is just for channeled positive energy uh this is for any healing spell used to heal somebody or to harm undead yeah so that, honestly that could make Mutumbe pretty like Pretty powerful in the front lines. But I only have like five of those a day. I have five of those a day, and I guess I can like turn my regular spells into healing spells, but like come I I, I very rarely do that in combat. Like, it's gotta go to one of the actual healers. I th- I mean it would be awesome. If this is something that they had already, I would love to take the second one. But I I just I just don't see it like making sense for him to take at this point. When uh, we have these other two healers who are do that way more often. So then are Lyra and Uska gonna take out their melee weapons and fight for it? <laughs> uh, no, Uska would win for sure. Uh, but I, <laughs> I mean, this. So then we have an answer. Hold on, hold I'm on. Kidding. <laughs> this item has clearly taken a liking to Lyra, and she has the most versatility in her spellcasting for. Uh, breath of life and she can do um, mass healing spells as well so oh I forgot about that that's pretty yeah. big yeah so if you do a cure mod mm-hmm. mass or whatever or even a cure light mass makes that a way better healing it would be spell. huge oh, hell yeah so I think opening it up to healing spells with Lyra's flexibility I think it would be best for Lyra to keep it awesome you're the, you're so smart yeah and she already likes it, and it likes her, so. Yeah, I kind of figured you wouldn't want to give it up after Griffin made that great description. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So just note, I'm not sure how Hero Lab's gonna gonna do it because I don't really know in Hero Lab how to make an item slotless. Mm. It's like a th- it's a thing you can do, but um, it might just give you a flag that's like, oh, you're wearing two head slot items. Okay. Uh, which is fine to ignore as long as they both apply. Uh, you don't even really have to equip it, though, as long as you just remember every time you heal somebody with one of your spells, you're doing an extra 2d6. Yeah. That's all you got to know. That is such an awesome bonus. I think I will remember, but I will try to put it on as well. <laughs> all right. Is there anything else beyond the deep part of this cave that Lyra came from, or do we just go south? Uh, you saw that, like, going over that that deep area, the path splits into three. Oh, boy. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on on which which way to go from here? It's Can we see if we can perceive voices or sounds or something? See if we can get a good idea of where to go. Because otherwise, yeah, if, if it splits into three, then we've got three plus the south. we got four different ways we could go. Mm-hmm. And that's not even... Yeah, and we didn't even go down in that poop room either. Yeah, at this point, I'm wondering if this connects back to the other door in the poop room, you know? Because we are curling around it sort of to where that other door would be. True, true. Is the- uh, I'm going to roll a perception as Matumba at this intersection just to see if I can pick up anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, all right, it's going to be 54. Uh, 12 for Ikmar. Uh You feel that the 54, a um, you hear no noises besides the water, uh, but you do feel a draft coming from the north. I feel a draft coming from the north. Could just be an opening to the outside world. Could be indicative of a larger space. We have no better leads. I say we go to the north. I agree with Matumbe. I like that team spirit from you, Eclipse. I appreciate if some of you else, uh, you other ones, would show that as well. It sounds like a great plan. Of, I guess I don't see why not. Of course, Matumbe. I would never uh, not trust your judgment. Now Matumbe starts getting suspicious of Ikmer. <laughs> sucking up a little too much. <laughs> oh, after he just said <laughs> he wants the, the confirmation. Matumbe uh, uh, thinks thinks nothing. I mean, he's got a he's got a twenty seven intelligence, but a ten wisdom. If you if you agree with him, he's like cool. He's on my side. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> Looks no further into convincing that. done. Yep. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Ikmer, you're definitely on the right track now. You kind of feel a breeze coming from the north here. Uh, it seems like you're probably close to whatever this hole is. Go towards the hole. Yeah, just pushing bodies as we walk through this foot-deep water. Yep, just kicking the bodies aside. And as you uh, head to the north, you see a small passageway. Uh, to your left, so to the west, that you could, you know, potentially squeeze into. Is it still pitch dark? It is still pitch dark. However, the um, the water, you know, you can see through the pathway. The next room is not flooded. Okay. So it kind of like ramps up a little bit. What do you guys say? Should I keep the light on, or you know, give it the old clap clap, turn off? 
I mean, I feel like we're not gonna not be loud in this water. So, I mean, I don't think it's gonna help us stealth either way until we're out of this water. Well, lucky for for you and all of us, I guess. Well, yeah, all of us. The water stops right up here. So are you heading in? Gotta. I think so. Mm-hmm. All right, Ickmer slowly squeezes through the little passage here. It's extra hard for Ickmer to squeeze through after uh, Lyra's encounter. Mm. Brooks. I thought you were in cold water, bud. Mm, this was only a foot deep <laughs> for most of the time, and he's big, so it's still it's still chilly. But it's still hard for him to squeeze through <laughs> because because he is mechanically large, guys. Oh, that's the reason. Because he is mechanically large, I don't understand how you could have taken this in any sort of different way. Perception checks. Okay. Uh, from who? Because I know not quite all of us are in this room yet. Anyone that can see into the room. Ickmer has a 21. 32 for Eclipse. And 35 for Tulia. It'd be a 53 for Matsuma. Nice. Mm-hmm. 38 for Uska and Lyra can't see in. Okay. You definitely recognize this room. As you look up, you see these this ladder that leads up to bars. Uh, you think this is like that from the room where you fought the Chamberlain, um, mm. where those bars led down. Uh, and... Now you can see that you're down here. There's a tomb here um, with a long sword, kind of like this rusted old long sword above the above the casket. And without even really a religion check, you can tell that like this looks like a Iomidean tomb, mm. uh, which is strange because this was like a Phrasman church. Yeah. So maybe this person was held in high regard by the Phrasmans for something. Hmm. Um, those above a 30 hear the faint sound of sword clashing against sword and see the long sword on the wall kind of rise out of its uh, holder as... A haunt begins to trigger. Uh, guys, we went the haunt route. We sure did. You blew it. Yeah, we did. We blew it. All right, back at this shit again. Back at it again. Roll for initiative, I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm going to need everyone to roll for initiative. Uh, those that couldn't make a roll or that didn't hit a 30 on the perception... I uh, do not get to act in the surprise round. Duran, what you got? All right. Duran may be at or close to the top again with a 31, but he is basically at the tail end of the party, so did not roll a perception check in the room, so is excluded from said uh, surprise round. Yep. Tulia. 24. Would Tulia get on her perception of 32? Yeah. Or a 35 or something. Yeah. She got above 30 and so did Eclipse. I know that. Yeah, Eclipse always gets to act. Yeah, so. it was like a 32 and a 35. What did Eclipse get for initiative? Eclipse got 12. Uska. 11. Bear Bear. Pretty good roll here. Um, 32. 
Excuse me, uh, 30, 33. Wow. I know we're still waiting on Ikmer, Matumbe, and Lear to give their scores, but right now it's crazy that Thule and Eclipse are technically next to each other with 24 and 12. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Ick. Huge swing. Well, what is Eclipse's modifier? <laughs> a five. Oh, same with Ikmer. Is that a roll yeah, off again? I guess it's a roll off. Like the worst kind of roll off. <laughs> 11. 15. There you go. So, Ikmer, uh, I guess Eclipse got a 12.1 initiative. And Ikmer just got a 12. Matumbe. Matumbe got a 14. Thank God. Someone between us. <laughs> I was sitting on that for a second. Lyra. Also a 14 with a plus nine modifier. Oh my God. That's a roll off. <laughs> what a day. Yeah. All right. Flat D20 out of 19. On oh, it. beat me. I got an 11. Why is it so exciting to roll off? <laughs> I know, especially when it's, it's within so the party. Like, it's not us versus like an NPC or an adversary. So like literally means nothing. We can basically just choose who mm -hmm. goes first. Yeah, but it's exciting. I, I like know it is wins. fun. <laughs> I like beating my friends. It's still, yeah, it's but like, it's still it winning. <laughs> All right, Airbear, you're first to act. Okay, he uh, is going to take a defensive stance and um, yeah, do a full full defense for when this yeah yeah for when this uh, sword attacks. Okay, Durin uh, can't act. Tulia. Knowledge religion. Sure. 33. Sure. Two questions. Or I can just give you some give information. Give me things. <laughs> it seems like this haunt is like triggered by the sarcophagus and the sword. Mm -hmm. So if you were going to do any positive energy damage, that might be a good spot to do it. You think because a... Um, because this sword is clearly tied to the person buried here, it would be extra effective at defeating the haunt. So if you could do something like a, a combat maneuver to um, to steal it or whatever from, from like the haunt utilizing it and attack the sarcophagus, you'd probably deal some extra damage. Now, Ikmer, I'm going to need you to take that sword and immediately attack the sarcophagus. With that sword, though, not not yours. The one hovering. Okay. I can certainly reach it. Anything for Matumbe, because we're, we're, we're a team, right? Now, you're, you're probably going to have to fight for it, just to be clear. But we are a team. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I have the Wanda Magic Missile out, so I could just throw the Magic Missile at the sarcophagus, too. Well, actually, I can't see the sarcophagus, I don't think. You wouldn't think that would do anything. Oh, nothing, nothing. Yeah, it's not like the other one where fire damage was an option, or like a different type of damage was an option. Only positive Only energy positive. will do anything here. Or, you know, attacking it with the sword that is a part of this. Cool, cool, cool. Love that for my arcane caster. Nobody said an arcane caster was going to be particularly effective in an undead-only adventure. I know that. You're like mid-tier versus all the divine casters. That's correct. Tulia doesn't have anything she can do here without using up a bunch of resources. So unless it gets dire, 
I think she's going to use that knowledge, spread it, spread that information, and move on. Okay. Matumbe. Uh, I can roll a knowledge religion if there's anything else to learn. There's not. Okay. I could channel smite against this thing. I guess. It's a surprise round, so you're going to have to move up anyway. Right. Which I should probably just do. Hmm. I want to proposition something. <laughs> okay. All right. So, surprise round. So, a five-foot step would get me up against the sarcophagus. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, before I proposition something, let me check. Ah, damn it. Okay. I wanted to channel smite to do positive energy against this. Mm-hmm. But I also wanted to use a swift action to use the spell that I have that really just only affects my to hit, which isn't particularly effective in this situation considering I'm trying to hit a fucking tomb. But the spell is something that I've had basically this entire campaign that is an Iomade spell, Inheritor's Smite. So I wanted to use that, like, channeling her righteousness to try and calm this thing. Mm-hmm. Um but if I can't use two swift actions, I'm just going to do a regular channel smite and smack it with a book. What swift action did you use? The channel smite? Oh, channel smite is a, is a swift action. Okay. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, it would be two swifts. Yeah. So he smacks the, the coffin. Uh, I, that's actually a natural 20, not that it matters. And I rolled by mistake. I dropped the die. But he makes contact. Mm-hmm. And I think you said that none of the damage is going to matter except the channel damage, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. But I got to save as the haunt. Mm-hmm. Hmm. How ironic. The, the tomb's attacking a tomb. I think I get it from your smite, but it's only a 19. That is correct. Right. 22 points of positive energy. Okay, so it'd be 11. Yeah. Still pretty good. Uh, Lyra does not get to act. Eclipse. <clears throat> Eclipse will you try to use her hauntist ability. Okay. Um, to do that, I do need to be close enough t- to touch, though, so I wouldn't be able to do that in a surprise round. So I'm just going to... Is it an attack, or is it something else? It is. It's it's like a it's a touch attack. Okay, so you're just gonna move up to it. Yeah, I'm just gonna move up to the sar- like the is it tomb sarcophagus coffin. It's like a yeah, it's like a sarcophagus or a coffin. Okay, the, to the sarcophagus or coffin, um, but I'm also gonna fly down five feet officially since I didn't do that on the board earlier. Okay, Ikmer does not act in the surprise round. Ah, yes. Uh, Uska. Uska is just a little bit too far away to cast a touch spell to pump some positive energy. And with only one target, I don't want to use my ranged healing. So for her surprise round, she will move into the room. And oh, when she walks in, she can see that if she if she takes this spot, there won't be a spot that Lyra can touch so instead since she's flying she's gonna like kind of hover on top of the sarcophagus um so that Lyra has a spot to to try to get close okay it is now going to act so the sword 
lifts out of its holder and five foot floats over to Eclipse and Eclipse you can kind of see like just this bloody figure behind it ethereally like holding the sword and swings at you in harm's way you have not acted ah darn it yep you're right shucks sorry oh wait but you have combat reflexes oh I do so you can do that so plus two to your AC four or four yes um 28 no okay or sorry, thirty-eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I hand off the chest piece on the twenty-eight. <laughs> if I remember correctly, you've done uh, you've done. I missed it by ten math at least three times this episode. One hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So easy to miss it by ten. Mm-hmm. All right. That is twenty-two points of force damage as the sword kind of like shimmers at you and digs past any damage resistance you might have. Clear Bear, it's now your turn. All right. There isn't a ton of room, but there is just a little spot just below Ikmar that he can also be five feet from the haunt, I guess the sword from this haunt. I don't think attacking it is... I guess helpful. You could try to. How's take your? It? Yeah, I was gonna say, how's your CMB? You could try to take. You know. Yeah, you could try to disarm. Yeah, actually, it is pretty good with a twenty-two. Same. Oh, a seven on the die, twenty-nine. Okay, twenty-nine won't do it, and because you don't have improved disarm, this does provoke. Mm-hmm. So the sword is going to swing at you. Um, Ikmer, you're more than welcome to do another in harm's way. You have like eight com- or eight AOS. <laughs> yes, he definitely will. Okay. Oh, natural twenty though. Let me roll the oh confirm. boy. Oh, and has um, Uska gone? Uska's she gone. gone. Uh, then immediate action to uh, re-roll that twenty at a minus one. She'll get rid of a first level spell. Divine uh, interference. The the only reason I ask about the word the verbiage of this ability is because like this isn't a creature this is a haunt oh and so it's like could you do the same thing to a trap it says when an enemy within 30 feet hits an ally with mm-hmm. an attack you can sacrifice yeah so uh, i don't know that that's that's where it gets tricky cuz i don't know that a trap or a haunt is considered an, an enemy. enemy okay I think a haunt is its own thing, and a like a haunt or a trap is its like own. Like they're they're both considered like hazards, which isn't ah uh, is not an enemy. Exactly okay, a, yeah. that's a Shoot. good point. It sucks um, for us, but I think that's, that's fair. a good point. I'm yeah. going. I'm going to roll a confirm, and I will say you still you still obviously have the in harm's way yeah. bonus to your uh, AC for yeah. Confirm. Well, just bodyguard. Just bodyguard. He is not going to. Or sorry, yeah, the, the the bodyguard, but still the plus four, and that's only a twenty six. So I. I don't think I get you. Correct. So it's just going to be a regular hit. Uh, that's another 22. 22 points of force damage. Okay. Um, but that's all that happens there. You moved. You used a standard to uh, to try and disarm it. So it's Durin's turn. I don't think Durin's doing anything. He's out back in the like foot-high water area. He hears people shouting about a haunt. He does have his holy bombs, but those do good damage, not positive energy. So I don't know or think they would actually harm this thing. I think he's just going to 
hold off. I mean, it sucks, but he doesn't have the right tools to deal with this thing. Yeah. Tulia? She's in the same boat. Um, she's just going to move in just enough in ca- so that she can see enough of the room in case she needs to cast a spell. Sounds good. Matumbe. Matumbe is going to do the same thing. He's going to do the channel smite against this thing. 25 on the save. Okay. So you are definitely going to save. Pretty decent. 23 before your save. Okay. Positive energy. So another 11. You got it. Lyra. Lyra just got this super cool new item that gives her more positive energy. And this room is so full, she literally can't get close enough to the sarcophagus to touch it. Are you sure? With where? I'm I'm five feet in the air. <gasps> you are. Yeah. I miss that. Yeah, a relic from when she used to have a companion riding under her. Uh-uh, I said that I floated down onto Air Bear's shoulders. <laughs> okay, so you're two feet in the air. <laughs> Lyra can just... Your feet are dragging on the air, on the ground. Your feet are dragging on the ground. <laughs> but yeah, you can definitely get under there. Yes. Lyra. Yes, do it. It's exactly... 35 feet. Do you want to prepare a spell first so that uh, you're not, you don't have to concentrate? Yeah, there's the sword right there. Yeah. I think she would know that she she couldn't see into the room before she started her movement, but I think she knows there's combat, so that's a good point. She would have prepared her, uh, she is going to use Cure Moderate. Oh no, not Cure Moderate, sorry. She's going to use Cure Serious. So she has that charged up Okay. Then and then I'm gonna go ahead and make a will save. Do you want me to do a, a touch attack? Yeah, I guess don't okay. roll a one. You're you're going for like a DC five. <laughs> Did not roll one. <laughs> okay. It's gonna be a twenty six, so probably pass. Yeah, that that succeeds. Okay. But I'll still take half damage, so Alright, and I'm gonna use my new ability to get the extra two D six. That is thirty four points of damage. So, 17. Is that right? Yep. 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 All right. Good chunk of damage there. Eclipse. Okay. Eclipse is going to try and use her channeler stuff. Okay. So, I got to make a touch attack, which you said you could do it both. Again, just don't roll a one. Okay. Although, what type of ability is this? I'm wondering if I would get an AOO or if you have to concentrate or something. If it's, like, extraordinary, you're good. If it's a spell-like, you would need to concentrate. And then supernatural, I think you still concentrate, but it's easier. Supernatural. I I think supernatural, you're fine, because, like, channeling supernatural. Okay, yeah. Yeah, supernatural is good. Yeah, technically, this is haunt channeling. It's channeling, but only specifically for haunts, and not as good. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think you're all right, then. All right, so this does five a DC, actually. Does this have a save? I have a saving throw for it. Okay, then I assume I will get a will save against this. Yes, because it's the same DC that I would use if I decided to suck it all into my body and then, you know, just okay. take it. Uh, 27. That'll succeed, so it's half. Yep. Whoa! If we were playing Yahtzee, I just got a full <laughs> streak. Oh, that's good. Got a one, two, three, four, five a, in my A large pilots. streak. Which is 15. 15, so... 7? Oh. Hey, that's right? still something. Yeah, I said yeah. Hey, that's damage. 
You can't use that on anything else. Only haunts. <laughs> this is my only time. <laughs> Igmer is going to try a CMB. Okay. Wow. The same result that Air Bear rolled because it's a six on the die. Okay. It cannot attack of opportunity because you're large and it's not next to you. I feel so helpful. Uska. Uska is right on top of the sarcophagus. She will reach down and try to pump some cure light wounds. She's going to cast defensively and her bonus is greater than the DC. Sure. But she will, I will roll to make sure I don't get a one on that touch attack. Ooh, a 19. So that'll be fine. So I'll need a will save. Okay. We'll save for me is a 16. Ooh, I do not. That is not going to do it. But unfortunately, this is a pretty okay. low spell, so it's not going to do a ton of healing power. That is 12 points of positive energy. Ooh, meets beats the health it had left. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Uh, so the sword kind of just clatters to the ground. And the the haunt ceases. The room is quiet. What are you doing? I guess searching the room. What do I see? Do we want to open the sarcophagi, the tomb? Yeah, so you see the sarcophagus. You see, you know, you see this sword. The sword is ornate. It doesn't appear to be magic because it's been able to rust, you know. Mm -hmm. But there's like some carvings on the sarcophagus, some carvings on the sword. Uh, maybe even some like some signifiers on the wall that I'd allow like a history check. Whoa! Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I eclipse auto. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> I see you. Julia, I see you smiling over there, Sweet. Steve. Oh, what a great roll from Air Bear! Eighteen on the die, twenty-three. Twenty-three is pretty good. Lyra um, also aids with a natural 20. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. I didn't roll crazy, but it's a 41 total. With the, with, two with the aids, yeah. Wow. That isn't very good for you. No, it's not. I rolled a five and a six total. And then my history is a 26. So wait. 30. So. 37 plus six. Yeah, you, 30, you, you're, 43. you're blowing this check away. You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need you to do math past the 25. So you recognize this as a the tomb of a saint, actually. But this person received their sainthood during the Shining Crusade. They're known as Saint Vespius. And the reason that they were that they became a saint was basically the commander of their their troop in, in the Shining Crusade was corrupted by the Whispering Tyrant and turned into a um, turned into a Death Knight. And the Death Knight still bore the uh, this like the Iomidean sword that he had as like a captain. So when this Death Knight turned on his troop, Saint Vespius took him on in one-on-one -on -one combat in order to allow the rest of his his uh, contingent to escape and actually bested him and took his sword and went on to you know to fight 
this this undead creatures um, like part of the the tyrant's army alone um, because his his troop was allowed to you know get away and they came back for him just like filled with arrows like he had fought through 30 arrow wounds and they brought him back to the nearest holy place which was here to bury him um, and so the sword hanging there is not his sword but it's the sword of this like the original captain of his troop that was corrupted so he's a he's a saint of Iomide basically um, very cool that's awesome yeah Detecting magic around the room, there is significant magic coming from the sarcophagus. Now, I'm often one to dissuade folks from tomb robbing, but <laughs> the soul of this saint was rather persnickety. He got what's coming to him. I say, tear it open. <laughs> uh, is there any need to detect alignment or no? We're feeling 100% good. There's nothing else going to be here, right? Mm. Someone suggests that to him. He'll rotate alignments. Is anything scary? It's difficult to tell again because you you kind of detect evil all around as you have uh, been. Oh, uh, I forgot about that. Yeah. So it's you know you you kind of yeah you detect evil around. You know what? Eclipse just pushes it open. Uh, pushing it open, you do see you know this this corpse resting in here. Uh, their clothes are moldering, but you notice. A book in pristine condition. Um, Matumbo got another fancy book here. Step aside. <laughs> oh, we gotta check this book out. If you uh, need spellcraft, I can help you there. Probably yes. Yeah, Romy religion. Ooh, okay. I know Eclipse and Tulia can auto aid. Okay. Lyra aids as well. Oh gee, yeah, we're we're in crush city here. Um, this this is definitely going to push into the fifties with the aids. I rolled high on on this. Yeah, so this book is a highly magical and sought after Iomidean text from a very familiar figure to you. This book is known as the Lemiran Discourses, and you remember the you know all of the iconography at the abbey that you were at was of St. Lemirin, this, this like eagle humanoid that is, um, you know, one of Iomidae's heralds. And th- these discourses are a set of, were written by St. Lemirin, cataloging the uh, 11 acts of Iomidae, the 11 heroic deeds she performed before her ascension to divinity. I was actually written while Lemirin was one of Aridin's heralds. Wow. And the the Lemirin Abbey, this was where we had the big finale of book five, right? Yeah, that whole Abbey like, was oh, okay. originally an Iomidean church yeah, dedicated yeah. to her herald, St. Lemirin. Damn. Awesome. Uh, so what this does is if the reader reads it for an hour in the morning, depending on the act they focus on, so the heroic deed of Iomidae, they receive a benefit for the rest of the day re- relating to the deed. So there's there's some interesting ones in here. Um, 
for instance, in the fifth act, Iomide smote Aram Hell, Lord of the Morgues. Uh, so if you study that act, it grants the reader a plus one sacred bonus on attack rolls made to confirm crits with longswords. So highly specific. They're, yeah, they're very specific, but some of them are like, you know, to your caster level for good spells and mm-hmm. like, you know, that kind of stuff. So there's there's a little Ooh. bit in there for everyone. Could, so um, yeah, I pass it around type item. Yeah, it's, it's something that like only one of you can use in the morning, but you can gain a benefit from one of the acts. The only stipulation is that you can't use the same act every day. You oh. have to at least switch it between two of the acts. Okay. Could get like a list of the acts after this episode wraps up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. if, you, um, if you just yeah. add the item to your sheet, they'll, they'll all be there as well. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, feel uh, free to list them all right now. Um, I mean, <laughs> I'm all yours. No, uh, yeah, that sounds like a good thing to do after. I really like that the tenth act is is kind of unique. It's a, the, all of these are like sacred bonuses, so they stack with a lot of stuff. Uh, but like the tenth act is you get like it was is the story of Iobade like uh, ruling over a besieged city for over a year, and uh, the reader gets a plus four sacred bonus to AC against attacks from opponents that flank them. So basically, negating the flanking bonus and then some mm. uh, when whenever you're flanked. Interesting. Second act is, is dope. Plus one on caster level checks to overcome spell resistance, and a plus one sacred bonus on will saves. We're we're, we're doing will saves for days in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I defeated a yeah. coven of witches, baby. <laughs> Perfect for Uska. So yeah, there's a there's some good stuff in there, and like it's nice because the. It seems like the physical one, like the the attack ones, apply to like long swords, but it uses a long sword. Exactly. So, so it's not that he has to be like a worshiper of Iomide. It's just that he t- tends to use a long sword, so even he could get a benefit out of here. Absolutely. This is this is sweet. But um, you did you did mention that this is uh, connected to the Chamberlain's room. Mm-hmm. We don't hear we sh- we don't hear anything coming from up there. You only know it's connected to Chamberlain's room because of what you see on the ladder and the and the grate. You guys still have it walled off. Yeah. Mm, yes. Okay. You guys walled it we off with stone shape, and then you never you didn't go back this way. You just blocked it off so nothing could come out. Well, then look at us trapping ourselves in. Then in that case, I mean, you could certainly stone shape yourself back out if you wanted to, if you wanted right. to go up, but. I'm just telling you for the sake of, you know, your memory that this is this is the same place you had seen. Uh, Matumbe pockets this book because immediately tomorrow morning I'm going to be studying that 11th act where where Iomade casts her cloak across the gap to the Starstone to create a firm bridge. Study of this act allows the reader to jump as if he always had a running start. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> compared compared to all anything day. else, this is so useless. <laughs> Matumbe could just be dunking all day. <laughs> oh boy okay yeah we gotta get the hell out of this room we just wanna try and like go and get something I don't know where we're at with any time yeah I think it's it's up to you guys if you wanna go try and you know you're gonna have to then wind back through the these this kind of like maze of catacombs so I would say you're probably you know by the time you're out of there after having searched this and done some of that other stuff you're probably at the end of your stuff if you go back like backtrack so 
if you wanted to go, if you wanted to, you know, rest upstairs again and block the areas off that, you know, you could exit from, that might be a, you know, strategy. At least you're blocking the cata like the catacombs below off from anyone leaving, potentially. Good point. Or, you know, you can obviously go back through, but some of your stuff will be turned off, and then if you want to continue on for another yeah. room or something. Do you guys want a close to Dimension Door us uh, up a level, and then we go over and block off the catacombs? And then Tulia makes the mansion? It's a long story short. Call it a day and, and rest up with, yeah. with all that. We're Yeah, we're probably about there. This allows us to also study that alchemist shit, finally. That's true. That's a re- that's a really. Although you might point. want to do that in the alchemist lab. Okay. It's up to you, but you know. GM hint: Do it in the lab. <laughs> there was more stuff in the lab than the notes had. You just didn't have the time. Got okay. It. Yeah. yeah. But- and you could still you could still like go to the lab and then be like, okay, we know that spot's blocked off. If we block off, you know, this spot, then we know like we still have the catacombs bottlenecked or whatever. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get back to the alchemist lab. We'll spend some time doing a little research there, figure out a way, whether wherever that ends up being, to, to rest the night up and then re-prepare spells and shit. Sounds good. I like it. If it's within 400 feet, Eclipse yeah, will can, just do the dimension door anyways because mm-hmm. uh, to get to the alchemist lab because I don't want to wade through all that water. I'll wade through again. it. Don't I? All the bodies. Chance triggering anything again. Sure. Yeah, you guys can. Um, you guys can definitely dimension door at least to the poop room um, from 400 feet. This this map kind of like winds back, so you're actually. Oh really? Yeah. You, you guys kind of like went in. I know you can't see the whole thing, but you like went in and then you went up and around. So you're actually only. Let me get a ruler. You're only. At most, a couple hundred feet. That's like eighty-five. It, yeah, you're, you're like you're like seventy feet from the poop room, and so let's go to the alchemist yeah, lab directly. You know, you can you can definitely get to the, the alchemist lab. Like the other side of the alchemist lab is two hundred feet away. So all right, definitely get there. A poof. <laughs> I love it. I I think this is I think this is the right plan. Obviously, Ikmer and Air Bear are already at full health. Uh, actually. Air bear might not be at full full health, but still, it's uh, so I'm minor. I'm missing twenty points, so I'm gonna. I would like to make sure those get healed. Yeah, you guys will definitely be able to, you know, heal yourselves before the right. night is over. We'll be we'll be in the mansion, and the only change that Tulia has is she's gonna use a large portion of her room to now make a a shower. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, some showers. Um, so yeah, you you use a stone shape to block off kind of like the. The area to the, the door to the poop room and I think before we figure out the secrets the alchemist held we'll finish our drinks because I'll see you next week oh, All right. I knew it Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Carrying Crown is copyright 2011. Carrying Crown and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo Inc. and used with permission.